Livingston Academy and Upperman square off in the girls' region final. Monterey girls recap a successful season. And the White County boys get ready for the region final. Joined now by head coach Dana McWilliams of the Upperman girls basketball program as they get ready for the region 4-3A championship game tonight played at Tennessee Tech. Coach, you won your 30th game of the year with a win over Tullahoma in the region 4-3A semifinals Monday night 52-38. was a really close ball game until the final few minutes in the fourth quarter. What were your thoughts on that win? I thought that was a really good win for our team. You know, the region semifinal game is one of the hardest games for anyone to play uh, any time throughout the season. You probably ask most coaches, that's that's really one of the toughest games of the season, and I thought we beat a really good uh, Tullahoma team. Coach, it's the second season in a row that your team has won 30 games in a season. You've done it a handful of times in the last decade or so as well. Obviously, it's not the end goal, but how cool is it for you and the program to get to that 30-win mark in a season? 30 wins is not necessarily ever a goal for us so we, we don't really put a lot of stock into it you know you look back on them and you say you know that was great maybe those were things that you look back years from now and then those 30 win seasons uh, probably become a big accomplishment uh, for those particular teams and it's it's not easy to do but you know uh, for us we really ever we don't ever talk about how many wins we're going to get or anything like that just trying to be the best we can be at the end of the season Coach, I know you and I have talked, Tom and you have talked as well throughout the season about the progression of your freshmen, also the leadership of your seniors and Abigail Johnson and Jayla Cobb. But coming into this season after the seniors that you lost last year, what was maybe the biggest thing that you thought you were going to need to make another state championship run and something that you guys have received throughout this season to be able to make this run so far? Filling the shoes of uh, two two seniors that, were, that were, was not easy. Obviously, Brooklyn Crouch, uh, Division one basketball kid, miss basketball. Um, th- those are those are not ever going to be easy shoes to fill. So we knew that we were going to need somebody to step up, probably for sure, with with our guard play and um, just you know we don't we don't necessarily try to fill here. We don't try to fill the position that we lost. We try to just find what the what our best combination is, what our best players we can put on the floor, and then try to make some adjustments from there. And we've been fortunate because we've had a lot of different kids. Um, step up in different moments of the of the season, and I think that is you know one of our strengths is that it could be somebody somebody different uh, stepping up each game. Um, so we, you know, we we didn't really look as far as just replacing. We're, we're excited on what we got. You know, our two two freshmen came in had a great they've had a great season um, thus far, and you know we've got really good minutes from Bella Mullen. She had a she had a great game uh, against Tullahoma and. Um, Gracie Hamilton came in and played big minutes for us. Uh, Bella Stiles has stepped up through the season and played big minutes. So I think that's been helpful. Our senior leadership we knew was going to be there. We knew what we were, you know, going to get from Jalen Abigail, and and they have not disappointed for sure. Uh, the freshmen, you know, they've been a, a really nice surprise and a great addition to our our team and our program. But the thing for them is they have people around them who, when when it's not going their way or you know they they need some guidance we've got a lot of other people who can step up and help out in that talking with head coach dana mcwilliams of the upperman girls basketball program right here on the high school playbook built by mountain barn builders well coach it's the second straight year you guys are playing for a region title you beat page in a close game last year how do you hope with a couple of seniors on the squad this year having that experience of last year's run kind of helps you guys here in this ball game tonight 
Well, I think, you know, the seniors, obviously, they've they've played in a lot of big games through their uh, careers. So, you know, we're, we're expecting that, that they'll, they'll do the same, you know, any time that you're playing in a championship game, there's going to be a lot of excitement. And we, we hope this is, um, you know, it's going to be the same for Livingston. They've got they've got some really good seniors also on their team. Um, you know, there's going to be not a lot of secrets out there for, for both both teams uh they've had a great year we've had a great year thus far and games have been been tight so we would we would expect you know nothing less tonight that um the game's going to be exciting and you know it's one of those things that's a little different uh it's you know that you're moving on either way you're going to at least get an opportunity to play again in that uh sub-state game so really what's riding tonight is to have that region championship and to get an opportunity to uh, be able to host that sub-state game Coach, you mentioned not really any secrets between the two teams taking on Livingston Academy tonight. It'll be the fourth time this season. What is the hardest part about preparing for the Lady Wildcats, especially this year? You know, they're they're a very talented team. Uh, we've got a lot of respect for them uh, and their program. We we know that um, it's just when it's your same teams in your district, you you know them very well, but they know you very well too. So that it's just a different kind of prep when you're playing somebody for the fourth time in a season that's never never easy for either either side but it seems like something that in our district happens almost on a yearly basis that uh, we have teams that are matching up for the you know obviously a lot of times for the third time but uh, very often for the fourth time also and going going off of that, how exciting is it that there's two teams from seven AAA on the girls' side playing for the region championship? There's also going to be the boys' game tonight after your guys' game, and two te- two teams from seven AAA. How cool is it? And and what kind of atmosphere do you expect at the hoop tonight? Well, we're, we think it's it's really cool that we've got four teams uh, from our district that are playing in the region championship. It's really exciting. You know what a great venue to be at Tennessee Tech. The atmosphere so far has been incredible. The first night there for the girls' game, it was uh, both games were so exciting, and um, the crowds were were so much into the games. And we're, we're expecting that same thing tonight. Just gonna, there's a lot of excitement there, and uh, really special for these kids to get the opportunity to play in that kind of environment, to get a play at Tennessee Tech, to get a play for a region championship, uh, and people that you know you know and that, that you're familiar with, and I think it'll it'll be exciting night all around. Definitely going to be a fun night tonight at Tennessee Tech. That's head coach Dana McWilliams with the Upperman girls basketball team as they get ready to take on Livingston Academy for the Region 4 3A championship. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Thank you. Joined now by head coach Leslie Riddle of the Livingston Academy girls basketball program. Coach picked up win number 26 Monday night in dramatic fashion, taking down Lincoln County 40-39 to as time expired. Coach, you got two questions to start it off. How fun was that win? And number two, how great is it that you have Ellie Butler on your basketball team? <laughs> uh, both great questions. Uh, it was extreme fun. I, I felt like we battled the whole game. You know, we, we came out, we're pretty nervous especially our older kids that hadn't won that game before and um, it had some younger kids that hadn't been in that game before. So we came out a little bit nervous. I think we had to fight through that. And I think Lincoln County's crowd kind of did a little number on us early, um, but then to fight through that and to still be even in it at halftime, um, but then to, then to play so well, I was, I was very happy with the win, happy with the game. And I don't think I can say enough about how glad I am to have Ellie Butler on the team. You know, I, I talked to coach Miller, the morning after the game and uh he said what a great play he said use her as a decoy and you know set the elevator screen and get a open shot he said but 
I'll just tell you, Coach, Ellie Butler's not going to be anybody's decoy. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was that summed it up pretty well. It was kind of a unique finish to the game because neither team was close to shooting the one in bonus free throws. When you called the 30-second timeout late in that ball game before the jump ball, what was the message to the team when Lincoln County had the basketball and you guys were down by one? Get the jump ball. I, I, I basically said, you know, we're going to, you're going to have to foul anyway, so foul as quickly as you can, but don't just get a foul tied up, tied up, tied up. I said, that's the only chance we've got, really, um, to, to foul six more times and get them to the free throw line and get it down the floor. Um, I didn't feel like we could do that, so I said, hopefully these referees are on our side here a little bit and they'll they'll call the tie-up because, you know, getting it there at half court with, with 20-something seconds would, would be a great advantage for us. And I honestly was surprised they called it so quickly, um, I thought I thought we might get a couple of fouls called before they actually gave us the jump, but you know, Mally Jean got in there really, really well and got a legit tie up. So um, they they really bought into that strategy and, and didn't want to lose. Speaking of Mally Jean, on that play, looked like she may have jammed a finger or something on that play. Is she doing all right? Getting ready for tonight? She is. I, I was afraid it was that thumb again, but it wasn't. It was her uh, just a pinky finger and. You know, with what she's been through this season, pinky finger is not, not really a big deal to her. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We're talking with head coach Leslie Riddle of the Livingston Academy girls basketball team. Coach, as you get ready for the Region 4-3A championship game tonight, taking on an upper men team that obviously pretty familiar with both in your career and just this season. It's the fourth contest this season. When you get ready for the bees, what is the toughest part about getting ready for upper men, especially this season? Um, it's attacking their defense. They're just such great defenders, um, whether it's their full-court pressure or their half-court zone or their half-court man. Um, it's just learning to attack them. I mean, obviously, uh, you want to focus on how to stop them, but you're not going to stop them. you just got to slow them down. And, um, and But offensively, we've, we've struggled to score what we wanted to score against them because they do such a good job. And Coach, Coach McWilliam does such a good job scheming and taking away, you know, what your easier ways of scoring. So um, it's just coming up with, you know, that one or two extra shots that you need or those one or two extra offensive rebounds that you need. Um, the games have been pretty close um, each time we've played. At least at some point they were pretty close. So it, it's going to be one or two plays here or there. So if you can, as a coach, scheme a couple of extra possessions where you get something maybe easy, uh, that, that's about all we can do at this point. That's kind of how it went for you guys in that first game. You got a huge third quarter from your sophomores and Keely Mullins and Ellie Butler, and then their freshman, Taylor Delente, specifically stepped up in the second game and even in the third game in that district championship. Offensively for you guys, you kind of mentioned it. Is, is it kind of just trying to get that one or two shots to get some momentum and not letting Upperman have those one or two shots on the other side? It definitely is. You know, it's it in close games, it's every single possession so important, and then you know, against Upperman, you don't want to be down going into the fourth quarter because they do such a good job of, of working their offense and getting exactly the shot that they want. Um, they, they make defense frustrating, especially in fourth quarter. So you, you want to strategize a little bit if you can control it, and usually you can't, but um, you want to strategize a little bit to, to try to keep a lead going into the fourth quarter, and then that, that kind of changes everybody's game plan. But um, you know, it's one or two plays here and there. I mean, like you said, the district tournament, Delente's back-to-back threes, two threes in 30 seconds from a tied game down six in the fourth quarter is a big, big deal, you know, when you're playing Upperman. 
Coach, obviously this is not going to be your last game no matter what, if it's win or lose. Of course you want to win every single ball game, but you guys do get a game on Saturday for Substate, whether it's at home or on the road will obviously be determined tonight. Is it hard to not look ahead at those two teams that will be on down the road at some point after this game? Definitely hard. Um, I mean, you know you're going to be playing, and you know you're playing um, opponents that you really don't know anything about. So, you know, if you're if you're doing your due diligence, you're learning a little bit, and you're trying to trying to at least you know collect some videos and collect some information. And um, it's not like you're playing somebody that you know a lot about. So, um, in in order to do your job as the coach, you've got to do a little bit of research ahead of time and and be ready um, for either way you have to go. Lastly, Coach, what do you want to see your team do well tonight to try to win a region championship against the Bees? Um, I think we have to rebound better, and uh, I think we have to do a better job of of not losing them when we go to our zone defense and, and not giving them the easy open shots. That's head coach Leslie Riddle with the Livingston Academy Lady Wildcats as they get ready for the Upperman Lady Bees in the Region 4 3A Championship. We're joined now by head coach Eric Mitchell of the White County Boys Basketball Program right here on the High School Playbook. The White County Warriors still playing basketball in Region 4 3A as they are in the championship tonight on the boys' side taking on the Stone Memorial Panthers. And uh, Coach, it's a quick turnaround. You just played Lawrence County last night in the semifinals and that was a game you guys led by double figures entering the fourth quarter, ended up winning by 171-70. to what were your thoughts on the win last night? Uh, you know, we we uh, we played about as well as we played all year uh, offensively uh, in the fir- in the first three quarters. I was I was tickled to death with the guys, and they they loved to play at Tech. We won the district championship there last year, and and we knew we were facing a tough team, the number one seed out of that other uh, other district. And you know, it, it just uh, they we held for the last shot as most uh, teams do. Got a good look at three from Thomas Brock. It didn't go in. They got it back, I think, with .7, and the kid hits a three-quarter court shot right in front of our bench. And uh, that kind of turned the momentum. And, you know, everybody asked me after the game, why was you stalling the ball? Well, we weren't uh, the fourth quarter. We just had some they – they they hit a shot. They come out and score, get it cut to 11, and then, it, you know, it's game on. And we missed some free throws down the stretch. And – you know the press didn't affect us uh, hardly at all, but we quit we quit attacking it, and then we got in the half court, and they went to a scramble, trapping defense, and we just didn't attack, and kind of was playing not to lose. And uh, but luckily, our, these kids are resilient, um, and they they held on, and and we won. And pass off to Lawrence County, they played really well. Uh, fourth quarter to come back, and you know we we found a way to win, and we had a little luck on our side. We've been we've been uh, had some bad you know unlucky moments this year. But uh, these kids have stayed together. You know, i got five seniors and Trip Pinion, uh, the sophomore, and they just are a tight-knit group, and they've, they've played well, and they've made, they've made it to a region championship for the first time since 2015, and I'm just so proud for them. Uh, you mentioned it, making the plays when it happened, being able to pull out a win. You guys were able to do so. Coach, in the last two games, you mentioned offensively in the first three quarters of that one was really good. And against Marshall County, the offense was really good as well, putting up 78 points in that ball game. Uh, specifically in the last two, what has really been working well on the offensive side of the ball? Well, you, you know, Japheth has has really, really come to play these last two weeks. Like We knew we, we were... 
he was capable of. Japheth does so many things that people don't see. I, he's never going to be able to live up to the expectations that that White, that White County has for him because he's just a tremendous athlete, one of the best athletes to ever play here. But Japheth does things. He, he changes. He might block five shots in a game, but he changes 12 others. You know, so he's really playing well, and he's finishing, you know, his shots. And that opens up. Uh, that opens up Jake Davis and Thomas Paul and Thomas Brock and Christian Henderson and, and Tripp's been really playing well driving the basketball and, and, and playing point guard for us. And that's just kind of the key that's happened. There's no real, you know, recipe, you know, to get hot during the term. I've been very fortunate that our kids do that. You know, they've had fresh legs. That's going to be interesting tonight playing back to back. You don't often do that unless you're in a Christmas tournament. So, you know, uh, that's kind of the key for us. You know, they just all started clicking together a little bit, and that's that's the good thing about it. Talking with head coach Eric Mitchell of the White County Boys Basketball Program right here on the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barton Builders. Coach, you mentioned that quick turnaround. You played the semifinals last night and now playing the championship tonight following the girls game at Tennessee Tech and taking on a Stone Memorial Panther squad. Before we get into the specifics of the matchup, what is the toughest part about quick turnarounds, especially on 24 hours? Well, we, you know, the, the, the game, you know, playing the game the night before our game was, uh, our game was such a, uh, high paced, uh, emotional game because, you know, we let them, we let them get back in it and they actually took the lead on us and trip pinion drives coast to coast and gets an and one and we take the lead back and that's where it stayed. But, you know, I play six kids and, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of the tough thing, but, you know, when you get out there, this is the way they used to do it in the old days, you know, they played back to back and, and the state tournament was three days back to back to back. So, you know, that when that adrenaline gets out there and hopefully it'll be packed house with Livingston up from girls playing first and, and you know, that's just the sound. The adrenaline gets pumping, they'll they'll forget about that. So, you know, we're just we're excited to be playing it, looking forward to it. Well, let's get into the matchup. It's a Stone Memorial team that you'll be seeing for the fourth time this season. Lost in the first two, but then then you got them in the district semifinals, beat them by two on their home floor to make it to the district championship. When you get ready for this Panthers squad, how did you guys get the job done in the semifinals, and what do you hope to replicate from that ball game here tonight in the championship of the region tournament? Well, in, in tournament play, you know, the uh, the defense is, is, is key to winning, as it is any game, but you know, offense, people get tighter, more pressure, and but your defense, uh, you know, it can it travels. So we did a really good job uh, up there in the semifinals uh, in the district of containing their two two headed monster. They got two two uh, dudes, as we call them, uh, that the MVP and the second best player in the district, arguably the MVP. So we did a good job with them, took some stuff away from them. You know, hopefully we can do it again tonight. I'm sure they'll be ready for it, but. The first game we played with them up there on the road in the regular season, I slowed it down, uh, limited possessions, and it didn't work. So when they came to Sparta, I pressed them and ran. That didn't work. So we just kind of uh, mixed it up up there, and that's what you know we're planning to do tonight. But they're they're well coached, uh, well coached. I mean, I think he's coached these kids since they were, I know, in middle school, maybe elementary, and. You know, they're a great passing team. All the role players play it to a tee, and then they got the two-headed monster with Bill Brian Cap. So it, it'll be a – it's a tall task for us. But, you know, we're playing our best basketball right now, so hopefully we can give them some trouble as well. Coach, I'll leave you with this. There's four teams from the Upper Cumberland playing for region championships tonight at Tennessee Tech and Livingston Academy and Upperman on the girls' side, and then you guys in Stone Memorial on the boys' side. How cool is it that there are four teams from 7 AAA from both the boys and the girls playing for region championships tonight in one gym? 
Well, hey, it's it's fantastic. Uh, you know, uh, on on the boys, the Livingston Upperman girls will be a, will be a classic battle as it always is, and Stone and uh, White County us, us, you know, we're we've become a big rival. And you know, the other thing is, I mean, Pickett County made it to mm-hmm. the uh, the uh, sub state again, and of course, I played there, and then I'm coaching in White County, and we made it. So it's uh, it's in York's in it, so I'm familiar with them. So there's a lot of a lot of upper common have been represented tonight, and it's a good thing. Yeah, and then you get Van Buren County just down the road from you guys also playing yep. in, in their region championship as well. So going to be a fun night and a fun night for Upper Cumberland teams around the region. That's head coach Eric Mitchell with the White County Boys basketball team right here on the High School Playbook. Coach, appreciate the time. Good luck tonight against Stone. Yes, sir. Thank you. Joined now by head coach Michelle Farley-Carson of the Monterey Girls Basketball Program right here on the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, you finish up the season with an overall record of 14-18, and 18, made the Region 3-2A quarterfinals for a second straight year, fell to Smith County in that ballgame again. But, Coach, it's the second straight year you make it past the district tournament. What were your thoughts on this season? Yeah, um, so overall, you know, we had a goal to to try to make this season better than last year. You know, this whole time that I've been coaching over the last two years, our main focus is just trying to get out of the slump that, you know, the program has been in uh, and just try to, you know, encourage the girls that um, and teach them, you know, that they can compete and they can do better than maybe what um, has been seen for the program in past years. And, you know, this season was uh, you know, in my opinion, one of those pivotal moments for us because we did win more games than um, last year, and and being able to um, meet that same goal and reach that same standard is what we even um, had last year of getting the district runner-up. Um, you know, it it just kind of speaks a lot of volumes for um, kind of where we're hoping that this program continues to go for future seasons too. Coach, I do want to shortly talk about that Smith County t- that Smith County game fell fifty eight to forty seven in it. What did the Lady Owls do well to make it difficult in that ball game on Friday night? Yeah, you know, we um, it was kind of back and forth, you know, most of the game, and um, you know, I think it hurt us a little bit in the fourth quarter. And um, we had some girls get into foul trouble and foul out, and um, you know, that kind of set us back some um, as far as the ball handling goes. Um, you know, and they're they're a really good de- defensive team. They put a lot of pressure on your guards, um, and you know, I felt like we handled it pretty well um, up until you know we we started seeing some of that foul trouble, um, and and then it kind of got you know to a point where we were trying to. Um, foul towards the end to catch back up and get back in the game Um, and that didn't work really well for us but you know we fought the whole time um, and I felt like the girls played with a lot of heart because it is something that we wanted we you know wanted to win that game and um, and I don't think that um, my team didn't like do I guess that their best to their ability to win that Um, but you know some things happen and it just didn't go in our favor and you know we hate to go out like that but that's a really good team Um, they've done a lot they've one last night too so they're just kind of on fire right now yeah they're definitely playing their best basketball <laughs> beat a good westmoreland team last night to make a sub-state game for the first time in a really long time for that smith county team coach you've been <laughs> talking about kind of the improvements that you want to see this program make the strides that they have been making here in the last couple of years and in your first two years as head coach what have you been most proud of specifically here in your second season yeah, um, you know, it's just mainly just the atmosphere um, of the team and just the mindset that the team has. You know, um, the biggest thing for me, you know, coming from getting to play on this um, basketball team myself when I was in high school is just getting to go into the locker room before games and not seeing, you know, a look of doubt on the girls' faces. That, that to me, is like the biggest accomplishment <laughs> because, you know, when I took over, I already knew kind of that feeling. Uh, you know, in previous teams, we just, like, you know, the the whole 
atmosphere was just we're never going to win, you know, and we're not good. And and that's something that I've seen a big um, shift and improvement in. Um, and we've finally gotten that like mindset away from, um, you know, I guess all that negative stuff. We're a little bit more positive. You know, we do think that we can win now. Um, we've proven that, you know, that we can be competitive. And, and overall, I think that's the biggest change that I was hoping for. Won 14 games this year, five more than last season, so the improvement's definitely showing even in the record books as well. Coach, (laughs) you had five seniors on the team this year. What what did all of them mean to you and this Lady Wildcats program? Yeah, those are some great seniors. You know, we've had... um, a lot of good seniors the last two years. I felt really blessed with the leadership that we've had for our program and, and helping make the change that I kind of envisioned having. Um, and and these these girls are going to be hard to replace. I'll say that. You know, it's going to be a big hit for us. We're going to be rebuilding a lot um, and kind of be off on a younger side. You know, um, this upcoming season, we're going to have more of a freshman, sophomore-based team probably. But, you know, it, it's, um, it's a big impact that they've made because um, I've heard in the locker rooms and I've seen some of my younger kids talk about um, just how much the seniors have meant to them and how they've pushed them to become better athletes as well. Uh, and that's not always something that um, I feel like a lot of teams have um, is that good leadership and that good um, role model atmosphere. And I feel like our group has made that possible for these um, younger athletes and kind of pushed them in that direction to want to be better. Talking with head coach Michelle Farley-Carson of the Monterey Girls Basketball Program right here on the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, specifically, I have to ask about Lindsay Wright as she was uh, pretty special this year, broke the all-time scoring record for Monterey. How awesome was that just for her to break the record, and how cool has it been to coach her in the last couple of years? Yeah, um, you know, she was real excited. Um uh, to get a beat that five on five record. And, and it's been like, you know, her biggest dream was to, to do that ever since like she's been a freshman. I know um, she told me that coming in last year, that that was her goal was um, to try to score that many points. Um, and, you know, it's, it's really awesome to see your players accomplish these milestones that they set for themselves. Um, but also I think it encourages a lot of um, female athletes in our area um, and kind of lets them know, you know, that those things are doable. Um, and, you know, and she, she's just really a good um, team player. She's very good about, you know, seeing the floor and, um, and playing to her best ability. And, you know, she's, she's definitely going to be missed and I know she's going to do some great things. Well, you mentioned how you, obviously you're going to graduate five seniors this year. They're going to be hard to replace coming up next year. But you do have a lot of freshmen and sophomores. You get a junior on the squad this year as well. So a lot of underclassmen mm-hmm. coming back next year. What excites you the most about the talent that is coming back next season? Yeah, um, I'm I'm looking forward most to um, seeing how the girls will develop together. Um, you know, we've got a lot of people and a lot of work that we're going to have to put into it to kind of get to where we have been the last two years. Um, but I do think it's doable, and I do think that we've got a good group that's going to commit to getting better, um, commit to working as a team, and kind of stick into the values and stuff that we've kind of established over the last two years. Um, you know, and I'm excited to see how they're going to play. I think um, – you know, with a lot of hard work and, um, you know, dedication to it, I think we're um, going to be okay. Um, you know, it just requires a little bit of that um, extra push um, because we are going to be a younger team and um, it is going to be more difficult because of that, um, you know, where we're not going to have as many uh, seniors and stuff on the team. But um, I'm, I'm really excited to see kind of what it's going to be like. 
Lastly, coaches, you head in here to your second full offseason with the program. What are some areas that you guys will be focusing on getting ready for the upcoming season? Yeah, um, mainly just building some strength and um, some endurance. And then, of course, um, they're going to have to work a little bit on their own and some ball handling and stuff um, and trying to get a little bit more confident um, in that area. Um, but I think that's that's some things that I'm putting higher on our priority list um, because if you've watched basketball in this area, you know that you have to be physical. You have to be able to control the ball. And um, and I think that's something that any, everybody can improve in. But um, I do think that is one of our big focuses is just kind of increasing that aggression and that skill level of some of the athletes we have. That's head coach Michelle Farley-Carson with the Monterey Girls Basketball Program right here on the High School Playbook. Coach, we appreciate the time all season long. Congrats on a second successful season, and good luck going forward in the future. Thank you. We're joined now by head coach Jimmy Miller on the High School Playbook of the Livingston Academy Boys Basketball Program. Coach, a historic season ends with an overall record of 24-7, and 9-3-7 and AAA district play. Coach, what were your thoughts on this past season for the Wildcats? I, I mean, I can't be anything but but proud of how we competed, uh, how we improved all year, and you know how we grew. Obviously, you never want to finish. You never want to finish early. Everyone wants to win that last game. Uh, it's obviously a hard thing to do. Uh, and we would have liked to got out of Lawrenceburg with a win and been able to have a shot at a sub-state, but um, there's, there's not a single negative thing I can say about these guys. One of the most competitive and and fun teams to coach I've ever had. Coach, I do want to talk shortly about that Lawrence County game. It was a game you guys led after the first quarter. They picked up a lead in the second and the third, and then even built their lead to 20 in the fourth quarter. But your guys, similarly to the rest of the season, they never gave up. They cut it to nine points, and it looked like you guys were going to have a chance to win that ball game. How cool is that? Obviously, you, you want to win that ball game, but how cool is it to see that they really never gave up? That's that's probably the most proud proudest I've been of a team I think these guys regardless of the score they 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 didn't roll over a single game this year and that's a hard thing for a group of young guys to do especially as young of kids we had competed competing this year um, I think we put ourselves you know in a position we have a couple layups go down and and man maybe they missed a shot or two and, and we're in we're in that game I mean it's hard to beat a team that shoots over 80 percent from every facet um, like they did down there. I mean, that, they played almost the perfect game, and so they just just didn't give us a window. That's what Josh and I had talked about after the game. They turned the ball over 20 times, but they also hit 10 threes and then went 25 of 30 from the free throw line, so we're definitely hitting their shots in that ball game. Well, Coach, obviously this season was special. You had some really special seniors on the group. Easton Goodpasture, Isaac Story, and Peyton Looper, and the first two uh, big leaders on the court. Peyton, a big leader on the bench and in practice as well. What did this group of seniors mean to you in the Wildcats program? I mean, you don't have enough time on your show for me to be able to talk about these guys. I think your senior, your seniors on your team create your culture, and they create your camaraderie, and they lead in the times when young guys are inexperienced. And I think all of those things were a factor this year. At times we needed that stability, and at times we needed those those older guys to step up on and off the floor even more. Um, Isaac Story and Easton and Peyton, those guys were great. I, and as far as young men, they're they're even even much better young men than they are basketball players, which is the most important thing. 
We're talking with head coach Jimmy Miller of the Livingston Academy boys basketball team right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, obviously, uh, you mentioned how fun it was to gr- to coach this group. It was a lot of fun to broadcast them as well. You guys had a lot of success this year, had a lot of fun games to play in this year. When you look back on this season, is there any one game in particular that you, you can pick out and say that one was probably more fun than the others? I know there's actually not because when the guys sit down and they talk and they bring up one game, that just leads to a conversation of another one. These guys had a lot of close games, a lot of games that they won by just a few points, single digits, definitely, and and big plays made through throughout the year. And the great thing about it is we weren't riding one guy on that on that uh, streak or on that win. Uh, it was uh, it was someone different every night, so that's what made it fun. I think that's what kept these guys hungry and kept them coming back. Have you ever had a team like that where you played seven or eight guys and really all all of them on the floor at any time could go and get a couple of buckets? No, no, I've never. Um, th- th- this is the first team I think I've ever had in my career where it's kind of a hard team to, to scout. I think you, you kind of have to show up and, you, you know, we've had teams with standout players and big time scorers or big time big men. It's different and, you know, play, people can scheme for you. But this team was a little harder because, you know, you're getting four and five guys in double digits every night, and they they make the extra pass, they make the extra extra pass. So it's hard to scout for that. You kind of just you have to come out and, and play really good. And uh, you know, against this team all year, you've had to have a good, a really good game to beat these little guys. Coach, I do want to ask you about the offseason and the next season's team as well. But before we get into that, tonight there's a couple of big matchups in Region 4-3A, both the boys and the girls' side. The girls' Livingston Academy team will be playing in it tonight. But I just wanted to ask you, how cool is it to see that there are four Upper Cumberland teams playing for two region championships tonight at Tennessee Tech? And, and the atmosphere, i got to believe that one's going to be pretty good. Yeah, the atmosphere will be incredible, without a doubt. Um, you know, I want to say it surprises me. Um, and, and I, I mean no disrespect to any any other side of the region because those teams were tough. Lawrenceburg was tough. I know Page was tough. All the teams we watched were good. But we've talked about this all year. I, I think we play in one of the hardest districts in the state, uh, and our boys' side and our girls' side. So these teams have been battling against each other for quite some time now, and uh, it, it's it's going to be fun to see who pulls it out at the end. Well, Coach, let's ask about this offseason. You're going to return six of the eight total guys that got regular playing time this year. Of course, you do lose Easton and Isaac, which are going to be hard to fill in, but a lot of talent coming back. And, of course, a lot of freshmen and sophomore who've got a lot of talent at the end of your bench as well. What excites you the most about this upcoming season? I, it's exciting to see um, some guys step into some new roles. And knowing these guys, they you know, I have to keep them off the floor. You know, we lose on Saturday and they wanted back in here to be playing on Monday. That's not something you get all the time. So that's exciting when those when those guys want to do it and they want to play. We've talked about this all year, you and I. It makes it it makes you enjoy it. It makes you want to get up and come back in here the next day and work. Coach, do you think this season, the way you guys played and competed every single night, kind of sets the precedent for future years in Livingston Academy boys basketball that you guys are going to come out and play and compete every single night, no matter who you're playing? You know, I hope it does. I, that's what we we you know try to keep and try to build here is that we want to keep a good reputation. You know, the way our character and the way we display that, but we also we we want to we want to have some tradition and, and to be competitive and it to be important. Lastly, Coach, I'll leave you with this. How big of a help are your two assistants and Nate Kennard and Blake Qualls this year? Oh, I can't. I mean, if they go, I go. I can't. I mean, I can't do this without those guys. And, you know, uh, Nate Kennard has been 
you know, right. We've we've done this together, and we approach it together. We, you know, I, I know the label is head coach, assistant coach, but we we don't look at it that way. We uh, we approach it together, both of us do, and and I, we, you know, without him, I, I, it'd be it'd be a hard thing. I don't think I could manage. And being able to add uh, some youth to that staff with Blake Qualls, who was on, you know, one of the best teams that we've had the privilege to coach, a Final Four team, who understands the game so well, but understands these kids and these young guys, and they respond so well to him. That's been one of the greatest uh, decisions we've made in quite a while. I, I should say decision he made because we really – you know, tried hard to get him in here to, to do this, and we've really enjoyed it. It was a fun year for the Livingston Academy Wildcat boys basketball team. That's head coach Jimmy Miller with them. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Thank you. Joined now on the high school playbook by head coach Michael Dodgen of the White County Girls Basketball Program. Coach, a final overall record of 22-12, and 12, went 8-4 and four in the ultra-competitive 7 AAA district, fell to a very good Lincoln County team in the region quarters to finish out the season. Coach, what were your thoughts on this past season? Uh, we had a lot of ups and downs. I uh, thought we had some good situations, and then we had some not so good situations. But overall, you know, the kids played really hard every time we stepped on the floor, and uh, did as did what they could do every night, and, and just didn't go as far as we wanted to go. But you know, those things happen along the way, and uh, you got to take care of business in certain situations, and you don't have to go on the road and play. And you know, we just you know, was faltered a little bit there towards the end and, and, you know, but we had a good year and, and, and the kids, you know, got a lot out of it. Coach, you mentioned kind of those last few games, last three games against some really good teams, Livingston, Cumberland County, and on the road at Lincoln County as well. How tough was that kind of final stretch against teams that really had a shot at making the state tournament, including yourselves? Well, you know, it's arguably, we, we've talked about it, with other coaches in our region and, and in our own league, you know, our eight teams that represented both districts in the region tournament were eight of the best in the state, uh, you know, top to bottom. There wasn't a lot of leeway between any of those teams. And, you know, the biggest game obviously was the district semifinal game against Livingston because if you win that game, you don't have to travel, you know, two or two hours, two and a half hours for a road region game and have to play on somebody's home floor in the first round of the region. And as we've seen across basically statewide, you know, a lot of teams don't lose at home in that first round of the region game, unless it's just an unforeseen circumstance. But, um, you know, the last three games we played, you know, fantastic competition. Obviously, you know, we're coming and kind of getting beat by Tullahoma and, and, uh, you know, then we go down and play Lincoln County, but, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, you want to play your best basketball of late, and I thought we competed really well. We just had a hard time getting over the hump. Coach, uh, you mentioned the competition there. You've competed in tough districts for a while now, both at Cannon County and at White County, and a lot of pretty similar teams in both of those districts throughout the years. How does the competition level this year, specifically in 7 AAA, kind of stack up to previous years? It's uh, it's about the same, honestly, Jacob. Um, you know, every year that I was at Cannon County, I think there was one year that we had five teams uh, in the final Associated Press poll uh, statewide that was that were ranked in the top ten. Um, you know, this year, consistently, there were four teams in that top poll. And, you know, top to bottom, our league was as good as anybody's, um, you know, all around. Even, you know, our five seed was DeKalb and six seed was Stone. And, you know, those teams were super competitive throughout their year and, and won a lot of ball games. And, 
you know, it's just one of those things that it's year in and year out. You got good players, you got good coaches, you got good community support, and you know those, those kids are doing what they're supposed to be doing in the off season to get themselves ready to bring it back to their school teams. And you know, it, it's just a fun environment. Uh, you know, it was, and then we top it off by going down and playing at Lincoln County, and you know, I, I their gym seats forty one hundred, and, and I promise you, there was twenty eight hundred people there. You know, on uh, Friday night, girls region quarterfinal game, and that's just an impressive environment. Talking with head coach Michael Dodgen of the White County Girls Basketball Program right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Well, coach, uh, of course, you do graduate a few key players this season in a senior class that really means a lot to this White County program. Take me through the seniors that you had this year and, and what kind of impact they are leaving on the Warriorettes program. Uh, we had five seniors. Uh, we had Carly Gentry, uh, Carly Beth Frazier, KK McDonald, Lexi Golden, and Nia Powers. And, you know, Nia played for us all four years. Uh, started out, you know, her freshman year. She came off the bench for us there. And uh, sophomore, junior, and senior year, she pretty much started every game, but I think maybe two. And those were because she was hurt. Um, you know, so they're all leaving a, a legacy of, you know, things that were passed down in front of them. You know, they they won over 90 games this year, or 90 games in their career, got to the region tournament four times, won a district championship. Um, so, you know, they, they, they've continued a strong legacy of basketball, and obviously all of them wanted to make it farther than what we did. But, you know, they're going to be great young women uh, off the floor, you know, whatever they decide to do. Some of them are going to play collegiately at the next level. Some of them are just going to go to school. And, and they're all going to be successful. They've all, you know, represented themselves and represented our basketball program in school in a top-notch manner. Coach, fortunately for you guys, and especially in Sparta, it seems to be there's a lot of talent in girls' basketball, as there is across the across the area in the Upper Cumberland. Uh, you got a lot of young talent coming back next year. What excites you the most about the upcoming season? Well, just our growth. We had a lot of growth over this year with some of our young kids. Uh, and we got some potential with, with a lot of our young kids to be really good. And they're going to have to step up. Uh, we're going to have to fill a lot of voids. We're going to have to fill a lot of areas. And, you know, we've got some key pieces to build around with Celeste and Ava coming back and, you know, Lakeland Gratzky coming back as, as a point guard. And, you know, we've got a lot of things that we can build around there, but we're going to have to get some kids uh, like a Bella Whittingham, a Gracie Clark, a Kennedy Billings, a Piper Price, those kids that were in our programming in this year are going to have to step up and, and, and be key contributors for us next year. They just can't be role players. They've got to step in there and, and insert themselves in another role. And sometimes it's a little bit different for kids. When you're used to being able to be in the background and then you've got to step into the forefront, it's it's a little bit different change. And, you know, hopefully that, that change will be easy for them. You know, we'll, we'll start summer camps here in June and, and go through those and and then we'll get ready to play again so it'll be another exciting time and you know it'll be another tough district we you know we lose Macon County and but you know we still got six of the, the best teams around and and it's going to be another competitive year in the upper Cumberland for sure and especially in our district. Coach Lastly what was your favorite part from this season? Uh, you know there were a lot you know we we, we were we were fortunate enough to, to knock off Upperman at home earlier in the year. We were fortunate enough to knock off Livingston at home. You know, it was funny. I was talking to somebody last night and said three of the four teams that were in the region semifinals, we, we had knocked off. 
uh, and two of the wins were convincingly. Um, so, you know, it's just the part that, that I know we're, we're there. We've just got to be able to take that next next step uh, to, to get over that hump and, and to be able to compete at that high level. And, you know, this team has a lot, a lot of positives that we had this year. And, and you know, those are just some of the, the, the small ones. Um, and the fact that we were able to compete night in and night out with the tough schedule that we played. A fun year for the White County Warriorettes. That's head coach Michael Dodgen. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Congrats on another successful season. We look forward to talking to you next year. All right. Thank you, sir. We're joined by Cookville Girls head basketball coach Jamie Gillis as the Lady Cavs head to Mount Juliet for the Region 5 Quadruple A Championship with the Green Hill Lady Hawks. 17 deflections on defense on Monday night against Gallatin. I've noticed that number tends to stay in the double digits. Is it second nature at this point if you can't force a turnover to get those hands up? Oh, yeah. I mean, we we uh, preface defense every, every week and work on it every single day. So, you know, we're just trying to make it hard on our opponents and let them, you know, make the mistake, and we just try to capitalize on it. A big night for both Jordan Gillis and Isabel Gar- Garcia on the boards. You've stressed urgency on the boards before. Have you continued to ramp that up as we move through this postseason? I mean, yeah, like like our defense, that's something else that we work on too. You know, we know that on the offensive end, you know, if our shots aren't falling, we want to get in there and get some second and third chance opportunities, and that, that's been a big key for us all season. Um, you know, and on the defensive end, we, we want to limit our opponents to just one shot if they get one shot. And so, you know, that that's kind of been uh, – we talk about that every single day. So, um, you know, that's just something that I guess is embedded in their in their brain. I've had a coach mention a few days ago, he, he compared this time of year to the level of the NCAA tournament. You're playing every other day while trying to practice, but you're also not doing a lot as well. What's your schedule been like this week? Um, we've, uh, watched film and practiced, um, on the days that we, we haven't played. Um, hopefully we'll take off, um, a day, hopefully this weekend with, hopefully we'll play Saturday and if we win, we'll probably take Sunday off. Um, but you know, it's just, you know, it's the grind. You got to get in and, and prepare for the opponent. I mean, fortunately we have Green Hill and, you know, (laughs) this will be the fourth time we've played them. So, um, we didn't have to watch a lot of film, but we we did watch some just of our last game and some adjustments that I felt like we needed to make. So you know, it's just the girls know this time of year. You just you know you got to put it in, put in the work. Everyone knows what's at stake tonight with a win. How do you, as a coach, keep that out of your players' minds and just have them go play? Well, I mean, we're realistic and they understand, you know, what's on the line. And the good thing about tonight is, you know, win or lose, you're guaranteed a game on Saturday. Um, Obviously, we want to win the region and we want to be able to host on Saturday. But, um, you know, we're just going to go into the game, you know, just ready to play our game and and do what we've done all year. You're very familiar with Green Hill, as you mentioned a moment ago. Is it all about just going out and playing or is there some things in the game plan that need to be focused on? Well, um, Aubrey Blankenship scored a lot the last time we played them. So we talked a lot about her yesterday and how we want to defend her and um, and some, some players that, you know, that we feel like maybe we can help off of and things like that. So so there were some adjustments, I feel like, that needed to be made. And um, we, we just we talked a lot about a lot of different things, um, or defenses and offenses and things like that, just, just, you know, trying to keep it fresh and make sure we're doing what we need to do. This has been Cookville Girls head coach Jamie Gillis.